0: It's spectacular. It's extraordinary. It's empowering. Breakout Conference 2018. He is an astute intellectual, an entrepreneur, mentor to leaders, a firebrand preacher, full of revelations and insight. I came to speak to somebody, any gate that has been shut before you. May the Lord open that gate for your life. Any door that has been closed, may the Lord go ahead of you. A loyal friend, a father to many, and above all, a loving husband. The general overseer of the Maker's House Chapel International, one of the fastest growing and excellent churches in Ghana. Breakout Conference 2018. With a resounding round of applause and a standing ovation, shall we welcome our speaker, Dr. Michael Boydi niamiche Amen. If you were clapping, um, could you clap that before? Unto the Lord. Come on, give him a resounding clap offering. Hallelujah. Amen. Um, you know, from where I am coming from, um, if you are clapping, we get confused because we clap to kill mosquitoes as well. So here it is if you are clapping and the clapping is to praise God it's better you do it much better than the way you did because we, I don't know whether you, you were trying to kill a mosquito or you were, you were praising the name of our God but if it's unto God let us clap much better than we are doing let us praise him all praise glory and honor every reverence be unto his name He's the only true God that deserves our worship we thank him for how far he has brought us a man. Hallelujah. We also want to celebrate the angels of the house, the man and the woman of God who presides over this assembly, um, Pastor Eric and Lady Gifty. We celebrate you both. You are amazing. Uh, I know that if I stay here for long, I'll go back with them. Um, I'll I'll put on some weight, I'll add some few kilos to my, or pounds to my weight, Um, I'm being overfed, now I have to check my weight, Um, I've added some few, but thank you very much, you are wonderful, you are amazing, and um, I couldn't have asked for better people to partner with in ministry than yourselves, you are great people. and and you see for me whenever you hear me saying something from the pulpit it means i mean i mean it because i'm not under any obligation to say what i don't mean i could just say let us go straight into the bible and you are fine but you guys are amazing but wonderful and thank you for the leaders and the man of God, the pastors, the elders, all of you that have made us a great vision. And the amazing choir, if you've got chains, it's a chain breaker. If you feel lost, it's a way maker. I I love those lyrics, it's it's amazing. It speaks to me personally. And thank you for choosing that and, and going by that theme song. God bless you for your obedience and your devotion and dedication to the face of God um, Amen I've not been able to sleep since last night and uh, my, my confusion and problem and headache had been why should we be in the middle of the service and something is about to break loose and somebody who owns the property comes and say it's time and even though I was mad in furious, I felt okay it's, it's his, it's theirs, it's time and you gotta go but I felt some positivity around it because it tells me that kingdom needs properties. Yes. If the property was owned by kingdom people, it was owned by even yourself, and the way you love God, you would have made room for it that is also to tell you that we as church people need to move from renting mentality to property owning mentality we have to own our own properties and lots and yeah You see throughout scripture if God wants to bless people he doesn't give them gold he gives them land, because land tells you that you have been given a place so until you find land, until you find property, you are still hovering. You have not settled yet. If we want posterity to meet kingdom, to meet the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, we have to start owning properties. I, I don't live with you. I live somewhere else in the world, and um, we are not backward, <laughs> but if we follow your news we realize that most of the churches and spaces are being bought over by the Muslims that's if we follow your news and if what we see on the news is correct it is easier for the councils or the people to give properties to other than than Christians it's easier for them because they feel that they are in the minority which is not true technically because although you bear a christian name you realize that a lot of the people bear christian names but they don't practice things of christ and so if you say that they are the minority, i think that in this part of the world christianity is rather becoming a minority uh, in this part of the world but i pray that god will give us that that opportunity to own our own properties, not just bread of life, but the churches of our Lord Jesus Christ across. Not just bread of life, because I've always believed that one single church cannot cover. So we all need to come together. And so Bread of Life is doing well, this church is doing well, that church is doing well, that church is doing well. If all churches are doing well, we'll be able to take so many people off the street and teach them the ways of our God. But we shouldn't be denominationally driven. We should be kingdom oriented. The kingdom of God grows and expands and we have the liberties to do the things that we do. Then we'll be a force to reckon with. If you came with your Bible, could you please lift it up? How many of you are also rooting for the continuation of altars? Uh, thank God, not everybody is. Is everybody rooting for altars? Okay. I had wanted to do the raising your personal altar. And um, lift up your Bible with me. Say, This is my Bible, it is the Word of God. I'll become what it says I can become. I'll go where it says I can go. I will achieve what it says I can achieve. And please slap your chest and say, I am a believer. I am a believer. Come on, do it again. Say, I am a believer. I am a believer. Hallelujah. Amen. If the Bible is yours, could you please turn to the book of St. John's Gospel, chapter number 5. I invite your attention to the Gospel according to St. John, the 5th chapter. John's Gospel chapter number five. In John's Gospel chapter if you have it, you can say I have it. And if you're still looking for it, you can say, wait for me. Hurry up then. Hurry up. John's Gospel chapter number five. From the thin thundering diction of the King James Bible, it reads, from the verse number one, after this there was a feast of the Jews. Jesus went up to Jerusalem now there is a Jerusalem by the sheep market a pool which is called in the Hebrew tongue Bethesda having five porches in these lay a great multitude of impotent folk of blind halt, the waiting for the moving of the water for an angel went down at a certain season into the pool and troubled the water Whosoever, then first after the troubling of the water stepped in was made whole of whatsoever disease he had and a certain man was there he has he's had an infirmity thirty and eight years when jesus saw him lie and knew that he had been now a long time in that case he said unto him "Wilt thou be made whole they put in man answered him sir i have no man when the water is troubled to put me into the pool but while i am coming another steps down before me jesus said unto him rise take up thy bed and walk and immediately the man was made whole and took up his bed and walked, and on the same day was the Sabbath. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we know that the grass will wither, the flower fade, but your word will abide forever. We pray that you give us a word that works, oh God. And all these lips of clay make it an instrument of a blessing to somebody's life. To the end, our voices shall be lifted in praise. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Um, look for somebody and ask the person, do you want it that much? Come and look for somebody and ask the person, do you want it that much? Do you want it that much? You can as well look for another person and ask the person, how desperate are you? Come on, can you look for somebody else and ask the person, how desperate are you? I-, I want you to look for seven people, ask them, how desperate are you? Look for seven people, ask them, how desperate are you? How desperate are you I was counting, most of you were shot by two and some of you were shot by one. but how desperate are you? Sir? how desperate are you? How desperate? please take your seat if you are. When it comes to God, from the scripture that he just read, today I don't have a lot of time to go through a lengthy introduction I have to stick to the time because I need to pray for almost everybody in this house today is an anointing service I am told Uh, how many of you are ready for that you are ready. amen hallelujah Um, if you go through scripture you realize that God will never do a thing without people and people could never achieve anything without God He tells you that at every point God will need partnering with men for divine accomplishments no matter what God wants to do in Bristol no matter what God wants to do in the south of England no matter what God wants to do in the UK as far as you are here he will need your partnership for him to carry them out things will not happen because God wants them to happen Things will happen because men who are of God will stand and tell God, use me. Until there are conduits for God to use to carry out a divine agenda. There is no way what God wants to do in the land of the living will be carried out. He is almighty. He can do it. But God will not do a thing except he will not do. So it's not a matter of ability. It's a matter of principle so but by, by divine principle god will need to partner with people team up with men and women for him to carry out his own divine agenda so god will need you to stand with him or partner with him so that he can carry out or bring to pass what he wills or what he intends As somebody are you a partner to god come and look for somebody else and tell that neighbor is a weak one look for somebody else and ask that neighbor a partner. And Most of us, we look for human partnerships. And God will always partner with people who are ready. He will not force partnerships on you. He won't do that. God would rather want you to avail yourself, yield and heed to his call. So that once you do that, then he can channel things through you. They keep telling people that we talk about resources, we talk about God giving us resources. Give us the land. We need money. We need to be able to buy property. We need and if the Bible says he owns the cattle on a thousand hills and the silver and the gold in the world are his, and God doesn't need silver and gold, then you ask yourself, then who are they for? He doesn't need them. If God doesn't need silver and gold, if he, he owns the cattle on the thousand hills. The Bible says in the book of Psalm 24, if you read it before, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, if the world and they that dwells therein. He has founded upon the seas, established it upon the floods, which are the center of the hills, which are dwelling in his holy place. He that has clean hands, pure heart, has not lifted up his hands unto vanity, neither has the presence sown deceitfully. He shall receive the blessings of the Lord and his righteousness from the God of his salvation. The blessings of the Lord. And this God owns the earth and the fullness thereof. And so whatever humanity needs, God has it. So if he has it and we need it, how come he is not giving them to us? Because he knows that it's not a luxury, it's a necessity. We need it to carry out a divine agenda. And yet God withholds them from us. Because most of the time there is no direct partnership. We have some semblance of partnership, but it's not an actual partnership. People who stand with God, they defend the gospel. People who are for God, they go all out for God. They don't hold anything back from God. Don't hold back the. Yeah time they don't hold back their energies they don't hold back their resources they don't and so if God can trust you then he can entrust you with his own resources. The problem is that we have not built trust yet. So oftentimes we we pray for things but God knows that the motive ain't right. We are asking God give me and anybody who normally prays they give me prayer, is demonstrating immaturity in the faith the more mature you become in the faith you don't ask god for things the more you grow in the faith of our lord jesus christ you don't ask god for things just like the prodigal son the bible says that he went to the father that when he was immature when he was yet a novice he went to the father and said Split whatever you have and give me my share. When life had given him a terrible beating and he came back to the father after many years of maturity. He came and said, make me. So, when you are operating on the in the realm or on the tables of immaturity, you ask, give me. When you mature, you tell God, make me because once he makes you you can take things that are yours because whatever you are looking for he has placed them around you but the reason why you don't have it yet is because you've not matured yet are you following the bible says as long as the air remains a novice although he owns everything is not giving anything so the air must grow the air must have maturity the air must get to the level whereby God can entrust divine resources unto him. Because as so many of us, if God gives us, it will kill us. They're not ready to handle them yet. That's why when you start getting some few bucks, you become arrogant. The reason why people become arrogant when they get a little, because most of the times they don't even think, they can't even imagine that they could have gotten to where they are. If God wants to give you a thousand, he starts with a ten. And he checks you out. And he can say that if you are faithful in the least, then I can commit more to you. So a lot of us, when God is testing us in our tens, we fail. Now we are believing him for hundreds. He will first of all move you from the tens to the hundreds before he gets you to the thousands. If you prove yourselves in the thousands then he repeats the cycle tens of thousands hundreds of thousands then you get millions or thousands of thousands which is a million technically god will want you to mature i was telling somebody god is not interested in your deliverance he's only interested in your development Can I rewind and press play? God is not interested. Your your deliverance is not too important to God. It's your development that is. Because if you are delivered and not developed, you will still get back to the same old shackles and be enslaved. So there are people who are running from one deliverance service to the other. And every time they go, they deliver them and they are acrobatics they are somersaulting all over the place and there are so many acrobatic displays and people are wondering okay that lady had deliverance in that other church and so you when you ever you enter into a service people are wondering okay she's come again now don't get it twisted it's not the powerlessness of the service it is not the man of God conducting the service that is inferior to whatever is happening around the lady, no. But they gave deliverance or dished out deliverance to the person, the lady or the gentleman. But when a devil is casted out of a person, they go out. But they don't stay out for long. They come back to check if the place is occupied or not. If the place is not occupied then they come with their own battalions and say okay it's free clean let's possess it and the reason why they come back and they are able to possess is because of the lack of development so god will not root for deliverance he roots for development because once you are developed you deliver yourself We have to get to places whereby we understand that God will want you to be weighty. He will want you to carry much more weight and gravitas than you carry now. Kingdom needs giants, not featherweight champions. Needs heavyweight champions. People that when they get to places, demons submit to them. I have had issues and problems with people who um, I know that all of you here you've gone uh, you've gotten out of that Um, thank God you have but there are people who have sworn to themselves they will never go to their villages or where they came from I have had a long talk with somebody that I ministered to in in Atlanta Georgia the, the man said unto me for me I'm never going back home I said why he said i had two relatives when they all went home they died so i won't also go home and die now that can be a genuine concern but that is a concern that is hinged on maturity if you know your god the bible says you do exploits I pray that God will raise men and women in this place that will be territory takers and and, and and have greater impact on your societies. If the story is told that John Wesley and there were great men and great women who were raised from this same city, and you see there Lack of drive and passion for the kingdom that is emerging in the current generation, then one begins to wonder this is this the same old place? Where is the God of the Wesleys? Where is the God of um, the men and women of old that rose and prayed for this city? Where are they? Where is the God of those people? If that same God is there, is it that people have not connected? To that God I don't believe God has left Bristol yes. he's still here but if God is in this place you can only feel his power experience his mind if you plug into him yes. the fact that there is electricity in a place doesn't mean you'll get light you have to connect yes. um, There are things moving on in the atmosphere there are radio frequencies but if you don't turn on your radio you will not get any signal so god might be around you but you need to tune in to catch god look at somebody and say tune in and so god will need partnering with people for him to accomplish greater things with us if we don't partner with god there is no way there will be greater accomplishments with our lives we need god needs you I I keep sensing that in my spirit over and over again. God needs you. If God will want to take over Bristol, he needs you. If God will want to win over whatever other communities you have around. South of England, God needs you. If God wants to take over the UK to his own glory, he needs you. These are places where Bunyan, the one who wrote Pilgrims Progress, These are the places where they hail from and yet the people of this current generation don't even know the god of their many journeys the god who helped them the god who pulled them out the god who visited them the god who blessed them the god who honored them the god who lifted them up the god who helped them to build the altars that had caused people to run from all over the world to come and see greener pastures now if if this god is abandoned and forsaken I can tell you that a generation will come that wouldn't want to have anything to do with him and another will take over this land and the prosperity of the land will not be seen anymore because anytime we become worldly we lose the divine drive and because the world gravitates towards its creator once we lose the drive everything begins to fall apart tell somebody God needs you you. I need to be time look at somebody and tell the person "God God needs you can you look for somebody give the person tap the person on the shoulder and say God needs you you god needs you i believe that this region needs to be taken over for god but it needs human partners without you god won't do it so he needs you make yourself available the bible says in the book of saint john's gospel chapter number five from the verse number one jesus got into a place called Bethesda and around it the pool were impotent folks of the withered, of the whole, the blind, the lame people that were waiting for the troubling of the waters and the scripture says that they were there because they knew that at every point an angel comes there they did not know the exact time but they knew that things happen over time and that has been the move of the spirit it's unpredictable anytime you try to predict the movement of God or the movement of the spirit you'll miss him the bible says that he that is born of God is like the wind you can determine where he's coming from or where he's going and so if people are truly spirit filled they are unpredictable. The reason why people meet powerhouse children of God and they bypass them is because they judge by what they see. Because there is nothing predictable around them. People who are spirit filled, people who are sent by God, people who are, who move according to the dictates of the Spirit, people who are spirit driven and spirit led—they cannot be predicted. I've always noticed. I've always known this that. Um. When, when it comes to carrying grace and power and might and divine glory and having a resident spirit of a divine manifestation of any sort over your life, it will never be recognized by people around you because people are only interested in fruits. People are only interested in fruits. So if you're not bearing fruit yet, people will not know your, your potential or your capabilities. If you read the book of First Samuel, those of you that have read it before, First Samuel chapter number nine, from the verse number fifteen, the Bible says, "And the Lord God whispered into the ears of Samuel the day before Saul came and said," the next verse. Tomorrow about this time, I will send you a man out of the land of Benjamin that you shall anoint him to be captain of my people. But if you read on First Samuel chapter nine, from the verse number fifteen, and you go a little bit deeper into it, you realize that when Samuel, the Bible says, "And when Saul, Saul saw Samuel," He asked him can you direct me to the house of the prophet although he was the premier prophet of the land he couldn't be recognized he was the major prophet if it was in our days I can believe that there would have been a motorcade from where I am coming from now there is an absurd competition of who is owning the best and the finest of cars are not thinking about how to expand kingdom, but how to expand their wealth base. Whereby the competition in the rivalry is not how many souls you win, but how many cars you buy. It's a pity that we are no more thinking about how we are feeding the poor, clothing the naked, it's visiting the people who are who are in bondage or who are in prison, and not, and not caring for the aged, and not attending to the widows, and and providing for the orphans. But we are thinking about adding to fleet of cars that you can only drive once a day. We have misplaced priorities. The reason why people don't even find Christianity attractive is because instead of us being spiritually driven, we are materially driven. We believe that being a Christian is about being able to buy the Chanel bargain. So you go on the internet and the first thing you check is, oh, Beckins. Oh no, there's a new bag, a new collection, new. And you want to wake up and think, what is the new word from heaven today? Because we are materially driven, we are materially centered, we are thinking about what, what is the next suit design that is in vogue. So the world set the trends for the church. The church has failed to set trends for the world when Jesus said go ye into the world he was telling you that be the light of the world that the world can see you and begin to gravitate towards your light I pray that God will raise a new breed of people that will be light to their world that will be sold to their generation that will go out there and demonstrate the power of our God and people are it's amazing that people can boast about. I have a collection of roseroids in Ghana. Pastors. not one. So now, pastors, are, in, from where I am coming from, today the Lord told me something. I was having my quiet time. And the Lord told me, so even the cars that people bring to you, Do you drive them? He said, do you know that the kingdom needs it? He said, said, as soon as you get home, give all of that to them and tell them to sell it for their kingdom. Now watch this. Immediately it dawned on me that people are buying hundreds of thousands of pounds of Rolls Royce in 2018, 2019 making orders for 2019. They buy a 2018 and place an order for 2019. 600,000 euros. 550,000 pounds. Cash. No mortgage. (laughs) No financing. Here, if you want to buy it, as well, sir. <laughs> if, you, if you dream about it, just go to the showroom say, God bless you. <laughs> God. You just tap the car and tell the car, God bless you. <laughs> because, you know, if you are not mindful, you, you, you'll get into dangerous waters. But that had not been the drive of our faith. Muslims are buying properties. A Muslim can build a temple, a mosque single-handedly. And we are not that much of a kingdom focused people. And it bothers me. Bible says that and when jesus had gotten there he saw people lying there they knew that the waters are moved in certain times at certain times at certain um, times of, 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 of their existence around the pool and so they had to be connected to it although they didn't know when it will be moved they believed that it will be moved it tells you about faith that if you really have faith in God you might not know when God will move in your life but you have confidence that no matter what it is God will definitely move as far as your life is concerned. I pray that if that happens to be your faith may God move around your life may may the sterings of the waters be your portion that God will move tremendously people believe God for movement they were not believing that the government will step in Check your account. The Bible says they believed and they knew that at certain points or at certain times angels will come. So they believed in the divine. They had absolute confidence in divine providence, in a supernatural manifestation, in the divine flow. So they were all lying by the pool expecting that the waters would be moved. Check out the account, check out the scripture. The Bible says when Jesus saw him lie, that was the problem I had with the test. The tension of the test is that Jesus sees everything and every posture around expectation. They were by the pool of expectation but your posture will tell whether you'll be noticed. So we can all come to church. But what is our posture around Christ it is not everybody who is in check that came to touch him the Bible says that Jesus turned around and asked the disciples who touched me then the disciples said there are many people thronging you and you are asking who touched me Jesus said I'm not talking about physical touch the lady was able to draw virtue you out of me and so there can be people around christ but very few people can touch him i pray that you'll be one of the people that will not just be around church but you touch the lord you touch the hand of his garment and draw from god there is something that is on my heart i'll get into the test very soon the bible says that uh, and, and there were a lot of people so it means that when you happen to be around a when the Lord moves you shouldn't hinge your expectation to the manifestation of other people can I explain we are all expecting something from God but not all of us will get something from God why is that because when it comes to God your expectation should drive you into desperation and the desperation should move you into a level of obsession that you tell God that it is either you kill me or I live for you. You have to get to a place where you say that if I perish I perish but as for me and my house will serve the Lord, You have to get to the place where you tell them that I'm going to meet the king. I don't really bother if I die or not. I know that there is something ahead of me and that's what I'm going for and I pray that that will be your revelation that you catch when you come to God. The other day the Bible says that the man called Jacob looked at the angel and said unto the angel, if you do not bless me, there is no way I will allow you to go. That is the level of obsession that God wants you to have when you happen to be around God. That when you are in church, when you happen to be around a divine enclave, you say to God, until you bless me, I'm not here to add to the numbers. I'm not a mere statistic i'm not here to tell people that okay when there was a program i also showed up no that is not why i came until you bless me i will not let you go may that be what you feel what drives you That aunt is there anybody can i pray for somebody right now may your expectation whatever you have been believing god for may the lord god drive you into places of manifestation until you bless me your your expectation should drive you into desperation yes. how desperate are you when it comes to god you only relate will only give you based on how de- how bad is your situation how badly do you want it you want manifestation it comes with an attitude should somebody be lying by the pool expecting a miracle and Jesus the only question you could ask is would you be made whole it doesn't make sense it is because the person wants to be made whole that's why he's lying by the pool it doesn't if you subject it to critical thinking the person is by the pool waiting for the movement of the waters because the person is expecting healing the reason why they will put him there is that he can be healed when there is a movement of the waters. So it doesn't pass the critical test. If you ask the person, do you want to? If I don't want to, why should I be here? That becomes the obvious if you only check it from the surface. But Jesus acts that because the person, he saw him lie by the pool. was comfortable in an uncomfortable position the guy was lying by the pool he had made that place a place of comfort and he was resting as if nothing was at stake unfortunately most of us are around our king and our Christ and we are lying by the pool as if there is nothing at stake When Jesus saw him lie, and so when Jesus was coming, Jesus was checking for attitudes around the pool. He knew that there were certain people who wanted it more than the others. He knew that this guy too, the Bible says, and when Jesus saw him, and Jesus knew that he had been there for 30 and eight years. Jesus knew that before he came, the guy was there. Now, if your theology is right, and you can position your theology that Jesus is all-knowing, That he is an all-knowing God. All-seeing, all-knowing, all-powerful, omniscient, omnipotent God. If that becomes the theology you subscribe to. And you know that before he came, you knew what was going to happen. And he was there before he was born. That's why he was able to tell the, the people that before Abraham was, I had been Oh, I am. I had been before he came. So if you call him your father, then you should know how you address me. If that becomes your theology, then it tells you that Jesus had known that the guy had been there before he was born, physically. And yet Jesus had been born, lived there for 33 years, and the guy is still by the pool. And the guy is showing no sign. For a change he is showing, no, the, the Bible says, and when Jesus saw him and knew he had been there for 38 years, now the problem is that Jesus knows how long you've been in that situation, so it is no longer a matter of his knowledge of how long, it is a matter of your posture around the pool. And the Bible says that when Jesus saw him and knew that he had been there for 38 years. And Jesus saw him lie by the pool. My question is, what is your posture around your pool? Are you lying by it? Sleeping around it? Standing by it? Ready to jump into the pool attitude? Because the thing is, if you are lying by the pool, that explains why for 38 years he will be there and everybody will get ahead of him because you can't lie by and expect haste. You cannot be giving speed if your posture is not right. You want it. Your attitude should tell it. Next to the Holy Spirit, the The most powerful force is attitude. Next to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the most powerful force. But next to the Holy Spirit is your attitude. If your attitude is not right, you can be given the highest office of of the land and you fail. If, If you go to... Where I am coming from, and you see the work ethics and the attitude of people, especially in the health sector, you'll be amazed. Here, when somebody is sick, they make you even love coming to the hospital. They treat you well. They respect you. Go to other parts. Go to Nigeria. If Nigeria is too far for you, come to Ghana. And they will ask you. Why? Am I the one who made you sick? (laughs) I tell the person, but please, attend to my brother, my mother, my father with urgency. Why? You want me to die for you? (laughs) Need you see other people. But this is emergency. What emergency? Do you know what this person is carrying? (laughs) So the attitude in itself, Kills the patient before the patient even dies. Because, of course, if, 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 if you die there, nobody is going to ask questions. Oh, he was sick and he died. Nobody is going to audit systems and ask what killed him. What killed him? Even autopsy report, you not have it. Why shouldn't you have it? Because they are not going to give it to you. If you are powerful, you can request for it. If the person died in less than 24 hours before getting to the hospital, then the police will demand that. If the person has been there and is the negligence of a friend of mine who happened to be my mate in the secondary school. I'm still watching my time. (laughs) Friend of mine who happens to be my mate in the secondary school lost a wife, it was on the news. The wife went to deliver at a hospital in Kumasi. And a motivation they were asked, he was asked to pay a motivation fee. A fee to motivate doctors to work. After paying, because of course we live in a cash system, a cash economy. You go to a private hospital, there is nothing like NHS. So if you don't have money to pay, go home and die. That's what it is. So you are paid, bring this, buy the, these drugs. We need to administer these drugs to your wife. The wife, pregnant wife, due for delivery, was in labor, rushed to the hospital. He said, Okay, your wife needs um, um, a CS. There should be an operation to get the baby out. So we need an inducement. They gave her, first of all, gave her inducements an inducement, and they made her sit in a wheelchair. Somebody who was induced sitting in a wheelchair when they saw it was critical they asked my friend who happens to be a pastor who was my mate in the secondary school they asked him go to the go and get these drugs went bought these drugs they told you it's an emergency get the drugs he brought the drugs this is not by a journalist my friend told me i didn't know he was the one they were talking about he called me the dog this is what has happened brought the drugs, said to the doctors, this is an emergency. You said it's an emergency, I've brought the drugs. I've been waiting for three hours. He brought the drugs, the hospital didn't have the drugs. He went out, got the drugs himself, brought the drugs, waiting for three hours. And they weren't attending to him. Why? Because motivation fee is not paid. Ended up losing the wife. The wife died, it was news on radio on TV, it was everywhere in Ghana. But the wife died. Who is going to punish them? Nobody is. That is why I'm telling you, if God, if you are praying for resources, you should also look at how you are going to make impact on your societies. Where we are, I was talking to Lady Gifty and uh, Reverend Eric, I was telling them where we are, where our church is currently. We were selling our church, the church building was valued for 10 million US. So we're selling the property because we are developing a new property that is about 30 million US. And so we decided to sell it, get some money, and injects that capital into the new project a church came and offered us 6.5 million u.s. Um, an event company came and offered us 10 million u.s. it met the valuation report when I checked I realized that they are an event company that has been hosting circular artists So the moral conflict in my spirit was how do you allow God's altars to be useful? I don't know how to dance. I would have danced the dance for you. Now thinking that a rock and roll band, a secular group will hit the church because it's been rebranded for an events place. And by the time you get there, places where we knelt and prayed are being used for nudity. And you see ladies who are in their skimpy dresses, swinging, pole dancing, strip dancing, on the altars of God. So I told them, although we need money, (laughs) this money, (laughs) no, we can take it. We declined that, and they asked me, "What are you going to use this place for?" If, if you are not selling it to this, these are the people who are meeting the evaluation report. I said to them, "The church, we didn't borrow money to build the church. So let us rather convert the whole, reconfigure the whole space, and convert it into a private hospital, a medical center, so that if people are sick and they are dying, at least." as christians we can show how health care should be delivered in our part of the world i said we might not have the money instantly but give yourself 30 years at least you save a life it will bless some people and i believe that that is where christianity needs to get to whereby we are thinking we are not just supposed to stand in church and preach the gospel but we go to the marketplace and show them how it is done because i feel it, it was our medical center that Christians were owning the medical facilities in our part of the world. People will not die because they didn't have money to pay. But we don't have it. And so the world is dictating. And unfortunately, it's our church members who go there and die. It's the Christians. Over 70% of the population of Ghana are Christians. And they are the ones who go there and die anyway. So why are we not thinking of helping to fix that problem? And we are comfortable to stand in our churches and say, ah, they say there are no beds, whilst we are buying cars. We are buying cars and buying houses and buying properties and on the sad part of, for me, when I'm talking, I, I, I talk about this with so much passion because I know pastors who have bought houses in London, they only come there once in a year and stay there for three days. Millions of pounds. And your church people are dying because there is no bed. And how much money will it take to build a hospital? And if you are even doing it right, there are partners and donor communities in the West that will we say that if this is the project you are doing, we are donating beds and, and equipments. and You know there are people like that. I told them, I remember I told them uh, that our church, we are no longer using our church. We are not selling it. We are not giving it to another church. Reconfigure the whole place. Do emergency wards. Make sure there is an there is. Yeah and I was talking to the architect today, I said, have you, have you made provision for the helipad? Because in Ghana, if somebody is sick, you have to now blow your own horn to clear the way. The ambulance will not take you there. No, it's, it's sad. Whilst we are busily spending money, stealing money, we are profiting from congregations. Money and the monies are not accounted for. There is no accountability. The government just said they are going to start taxing churches in business in Ghana. Those of you that are following, it's a campaign I started five years ago. Google. I started that campaign five years ago. That if any man of God says he's selling oil he bought for 10 Ghana. He's selling it for 100 Ghana, And if you ask them and they say that because they've prayed on it and there's a supernatural, event, it means they have added value. Ch- charge them VAT. <laughs> no, 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 I started campaigning for that. I said, charge them. If they are 10 selling it for 100, there's a 90, 90 pound, 90 dollar, 90 CD profit that they have they are made. That 90, charge them a VAT on it. Because they are in business. These are things that... If God says we are the light of the world... These are things we should be looking at. Christianity is not just about going to church... And lifting up holy hands. The people around you... Should feel the power that you carry. We are building a school in Ghana. You know. It's being modeled after eating college. In Ghana. The church building it. Uh, it has everything that you might not even have in England for your schools but it is because we have believed that for me God hasn't sent me to UK he has not sent me to America he has not sent me to Australia he has not sent me to Asia he has positioned me in Africa how can I effect a change in my world so for us, I told the board of the church, we have to target education and health. Let the others do every, any other thing, but let us target education and health. Because my father's brother died because there was no doctor to attend to him. He had a stomach pain. He was in the hospital at midnight. got there at 12 a.m., the doctor came at 715 he was in, not in a clinic he was in a hospital the nurses gave him painkiller that he said he was having stomach pains and so let us numb your pain he died at 730 and I'm thinking if it was in the west that seven hour window whatever the problem was they would have not only identified it but they would have also sustained him oh, yes. so there are so many deaths that are happening and people i don't speak you know you never hear me talking about witches and wizards i don't have time for them because most of the deaths in our part of the world the witches are not even interested no, 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 i'm telling you i believe that one day if 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 we meet God and some of these things are brought up the devil will say, God, I have an objection <laughs> this death, I have no hand in it this one is the recklessness and the negligence of these people that I have no hand and we will just go up and say anything that has been killing people in my family nothing, I did the doctor the negligence, the recklessness that's what is killing people Jesus said look at the person's attitude And said what with what you want your attitude is not right so you have to get your attitude right my wife and kids were living in the u.s. for a long time and I I asked them to relocate it was a battle and the weapons of my warfare at that time were very canal (laughs) because I had to use every canal means to get them to Ghana Go to ghana and her friend died during labor she said you see <laughs> said you see the health thing?" i said mommy i've seen it and that is why god brought us here so that we will do a better health thing for the people because if everybody is to run away who will help the poor the needy the vulnerable I said, I don't have a problem, I can fly anywhere in the world. Come to UK, go to the US, go anywhere in the world for, for medical attention. But how about that poor old lady, poor old man, who can't even afford to transportation to a bigger city? What are we doing for them? Can you ask your neighbor around you, what has been your impact to your world? It's not about McDonald's and uh, Big Mac. What has been your impact? <laughs> I'm getting ready to pray with you, but I want you to get this right. Get this straight. The Bible says that Jesus said, "Without well, me, home." The man said, "Well, I don't have anybody." When you don't have the right attitude, you don't give the right answers. If your attitude is wrong, your answers are always wrong. He failed the exam. Do you want to? what has that wish gotten to do with people around or not do you want to be made of, uh, i have nobody that if the waters are troubled, to the person will help me into the into the river or into the into the pool he failed to realize that her attitude will also influence revelation the one who sends the angels to stare at the waters was by him he was looking for people. When God really wants to visit you, He wouldn't want you to look at your deficiency or defect. He wouldn't want you to consider what you have and what you don't have. Because when Jesus begins to move in your life, He is not mindful of what you don't have. Jesus was ready to move in the life of this man. And the man could only think about what he doesn't have. I don't have people. But if God wants to move in your life, whether there are people or not, he will move anyway. I pray that God will move in your life in this year, in this season of yours. He will begin to move and break you stirrings that will turn your life around. The Bible says that Jesus said, no, the answer is wrong. But even though you don't have the right answer, it is your time. I don't know how many wrong answers you've given in your lifetime. I came to usher somebody. That's why it's an anointing service. I came to usher you into your time. Your attitude might have been wrong all this while, But we pray in the name of Jesus that from today you rise up and take, your, take up your bed and begin to walk. Please be upstanding as our time is almost running out. Jesus said, rise, take up thy bed and begin to walk my prayer for you is that you begin to rise take up your bed and begin to walk it doesn't matter the position you found yourself in this will be the last time you lie by the pool I sense that in the realm of the spirit this will be the very last time you will lie by the pool are you ready to pray how many of you have overstayed around your pose? You feel that you've overstayed. There is a feeling that you have overstayed. Is there anybody who feels that? Please lift up your right hand with me. Anitio. Yeah available. The man had nobody, but thankfully Jesus showed up. I pray that God show up in my life, in my situation. And whatever thing that had been there for years, 38 years, that was how long the guy had been in that situation, but when Jesus showed up, things turned around. are pray to the God of your salvation. Lord, step situation and turn things around. Say Lord Jesus as I lift up my voice and as I begin to pray, step into my situation and turn things around. Let it be to your praise and to your glory that any position uh, that I have been in, any situation any posture Spirit of God 10 things around. 10 things around. 10 things around. For my ministry, 10 things around. For my family, 10 things around. For my health, 10 things around. For my finances, 10 things around. 10 things, things around. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. Come on, lift up your voice. Lift up your voice, come on lift up your voice, come on lift up your voice. Yekra mo sandele beri 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 Mantor, y a Holy a tu yantar, Holy Ghost. y a Holy Ghost, Santo Divino, Holy Ghost, Santo Divino. Holy Spirit, Santo Divino. Holy Spirit, Santo 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 I want I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I pray Come on, break. Come on, break. Come on, lift your voice and pray! can we pray the next prayer the bible jesus. says that jesus said rise up you are praying that should be what resonates in your spirit that from today you begin to rise jesus. anything that had been on the floor on the ground will begin to rise jesus name yes giftings will rise that ministries will rise whatever needs elevation arising out of the ashes we rise that whatever thing that needs to rise from today let there be a lifting let there be a rising up say lord jesus lord jesus give me that lift give me that lift you need to rise. Look at somebody and say, you need to rise. You need to rise. Come on, say to another, you need to rise. You need to rise. You need to rise. Need to rise. I need I to rise. Hallelujah. Amen. Jesus said, rise up. Take up thy bed and walk. Until you rise, there will be no mobility. That's what Jesus was saying. We are praying that two-dimensional prayer. That not only will you rise... But your life will begin to see progress. There will be movement. There will be progression. He said rise, but don't stand. Rise, take up thy bed, and walk. Hallelujah. So God was saying to him, that rising is not enough. Walking is. You should see progress in your life. You should see movement. That what you couldn't do before, you could do it. Amen. You want to pray to God, God, I pray for the ability to rise. From today, I rise from every condition. I rise from any position. <laughs> I rise from it. Lift up your voice and pray. I rise I run, I run about a I Si <laughs> papa da 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 you can pray. I rise, Father in the name of Jesus, Come on, lift up your voice and pray. Rise, rise, rise and walk. Rise and walk. Rise and walk. Rise, and walk. rise out of that. Rise out of any poverty. Rise out of obstruction. Rise out of that. Rise out of disappointment. Rise out of it. Rise, 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 rise. rise. Let your ministry rise. Let your work rise. Let your business rise. Let your Career rise. Let your enterprise rise. Let that dream rise. Let that vision rise. Let what God has told you rise, 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 rise. rise. Come on, rise! In the name of Jesus, rise out of it. Rise out of it. Rise, 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 rise. rise. Rise, 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 Rise rise rise, rise. rise. In the name of jesus you know that there are certain miracles that when god does it in the life Of any individual the miracle itself becomes offensive to people the miracle itself it becomes offensive the Bible says that when Jesus did that the same was the Sabbath and there were people who said but you know you can't do what you are doing they were celebrating a man in pain and they wanted him to be kept in that same position When the miracle came, it offended them. I am praying that God will give you an offensive miracle. Jesus! Did you hear what I said? I am praying that God will give you an offensive miracle. Jesus! A miracle that once it happens, it offends the bystanders. It offends on Lucas. It offends people because they didn't think you would have that. And I want this to be your prayer, Jesus. that God give me a science-defying, yes. a jaw-dropping testimony, <laughs> a jaw-dropping testimony, a science-defying breakthrough, but people will hear and wonder, did it really happen? You have to confirm it for them. But the Bible says that they asked the guy, you shouldn't be doing this. He said the same person who told me rise up and walk, or the same person who told me to roll up my mat and walk with it. And they were offended. You see, there are certain sources that if you tap from, what he gives you can't be questioned, yeah. and it can't be snatched from you. I'm just praying with you. And this is the last but one prayer. That from today you walk into a zone of testimonies. Amen. Depending on the zone you are in, you get things based on the zones you are in. There are certain privileges that are restricted for people in certain zones. Divergent. Divergent. We have been praying for atmosphere for miracles and the Lord told me you don't need atmospheres Because when an atmosphere is sustained it becomes a climate You need to rather operate in a particular climate That things happen automatically I want to usher you before the anointing service into this prayer Because I was sent here to pray with you and to believe God with you. And this is the prayer I want you to pray. Whatever thing that is worthy of His praise, I'm talking about testimonies. May the Lord usher you into that climate, that zone, where your life will be a living daily testimony. life. Everywhere you go there will be testimonies. You go places and they say that this place people are not giving access. You get there and doors are open. Nobody does well here and you get there and you begin to do well. and Your family begins to do well. And Come on, lift your voice and pray. Testimonies, we assure you into that realm, into that soul. Come on, lift up your voice. Come lift up your voice. Come lift on, lift up your voice. Come on, the your Come on, the your Come on, lift on, on, Come and lift your voice in prayer. Come on, lift your voice in prayer. Come and lift your voice in prayer. Come in, lift your voice in prayer. Come in, lift your voice in prayer. Come in, lift your voice in prayer. Come and lift your voice in prayer. Come on, lift your voice in prayer mosha. grande mosha. ya. Come on, lift your voice. 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 Testimonies, testimonies, my Hallelujah.